Welcome listeners to episode number 28 of the Andrew Food for Thought podcast. Today I'm joined by my guest James Leung and our episode is going to be about the state of Alaska and the food around the state. Um, James and I were able to do a trip to Alaska recently. I uh, traveled with his family and we spent a little over a week there um, going to several different cities and just trying uh, some of the local food and a lot of different restaurants um, throughout the state. And so we wanted to uh, just talk about our trip, talk about some of the places we went, some of the highlights, some of the things that stood out to us during that time. Um, and yeah, I think overall we were very impressed with the food in Alaska, um, went to some really good places. So uh, like usual, we're going to start with a featured restaurant. Um, the featured restaurant today is uh, 49th State Brewing. It's a place that we went to in Anchorage um, the first day that we were there. Uh, so I will go ahead and uh, let James uh, describe it. So James, if uh, somebody's never been there before, um, how would you describe 49th State Brewing uh, in terms of the food and, and the atmosphere and everything? Well, 49th State Brewing is a very popular local and tourist-friendly uh, place. As you walk in, you'll be greeted by very friendly staff um, that are super busy because of its popularity. As you walk in, there's beautiful wood architecture. The way it's designed, it just speaks Alaskan cabin kind of feel. I had the opportunity to have a beer that was infused with spruce tips, and which is a uh, definitely an ingredient you want to try when you are in Alaska. I also had the Yak Burger, which was served on a pretzel bun. Do order it rare because they may order it and make it um, medium rare. So keep that in mind. It's served with some delicious tater tots instead of fries. That was a great compliment. To finish off my meal, I had the smoked lager, which is it is how it sounds. It's a smoked lager, and it just goes down smooth. It goes down bold. Definitely get, get a buzz on. Yeah, I, I was also impressed with 49th State Brewing. I mean, I think one thing that is interesting about it um, they have multiple locations, and I think it's just a very popular place. We went there sort of in the afternoon, maybe 3 or 4 p.m., so it was a little bit off hours, and it was still very uh, busy there. Um, by the time we were leaving, there was a line that was starting to form uh, and a bit of a wait list, and, and that's even with, uh, you know, they have a very large space with a lot of seating, so um, I think it's definitely a very popular place. The name 49th State, because Alaska was... Uh, the 49th state in in the U.S. and with Hawaii being the 50th. Um, so yeah, I think it's a um, sort of just very well-known uh, place for people who are visiting um, and very popular amongst the locals, like like you mentioned. Um, so I also tried the Yak Burger. I uh, was very impressed with it, with the tater tots on the side. Um, yeah, just, just a very good sort of gastropub type of place, good food, good drinks. And uh, if you like sports, there's a lot of TVs in there, a lot of, uh, you know, people just hanging out and, uh, and watching sports and stuff. So, um, yeah, that was a great way, I think, to start out our trip on the first day we were there. Um, so I think uh, for today's episode, we wanted to kind of just highlight some of the different cities. I don't know if cities is the right word. They're kind of like smaller towns, but different places where we went. Uh, so while we're on the topic of Anchorage, um, Let's talk about what else was there. So um, was there anything else, uh, James, that stood out to you in Anchorage? I know one place we went to was Wild Scoops. That was a well-known ice cream place. Um, 
Is there anything that you remember about that that you wanted to uh, mention? Of course, when I was in Alaska, I have to try fireweed. Fireweed is one of those um, flowers, weeds that are all over the highway. And because it's red, it's orange, it's yellow, it, from a distance, it looks, looks like a bloom of fire that's like lining up the highway. And so when you get to Wild Scoops, they make this delicious fireweed ice cream and you just have to try it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Wild Scoops is great. I think that was a place that going into our trip, um, I had I had seen on uh, you know Google Maps and and different places when I was looking at what's a what's a good spot to check out. I think it was on Eater um, their list as well. And um, yeah, I had the blueberry and rhubarb ice cream, um, and it was great. We actually went there twice um, because uh, you know. We started our trip in Anchorage and also ended there before we were going to fly back home. Uh, so that was something we were, we decided, yeah, we needed to get back to Wild Scoops because we were so impressed with it. Um, so, yeah, it was great to have their ice cream. I think it was it was one of the highlights of the trip. So I would definitely recommend for anybody going. Um, that's a place you really have to check out. Uh, so then let's see. Um, we started in Anchorage, and then after that, we drove a couple hours to a small town called Cooper Landing. Really, we were trying to get to an area called uh, Seaward or Seward, as they say the locals call it. Um, but it was hard to find lodging there, so we stayed in Cooper Landing a little bit outside of it. Um, so what do you remember about Cooper Landing? I know we went to a restaurant called Rod and Reel that was over there. Andrew, I was so impressed that your research landed us at Rod and Reel. It was a definitely definitely a very nice treat to really sit down in one of the more fine dining establishments uh, in the area um i recall ordering the halibut and it was thick it was juicy tons of flavor something you can never get in california so when you're in Alaska, definitely get the halibut from Rod and Reel. Yeah, Rod and Reel, I mean, that was kind of a surprise because I think when we were in Cooper Landing, we looked at what are the restaurant options and there was maybe five or six options in within the 15, 20 minute driving radius. So there wasn't much to choose from. The first night we went to a place that sort of had barbecue and pizza and sandwiches and things like that. And then the second night we had been driving uh, you know, all day we went to Seward to go to um, sort of the aquarium there and then came back to Cooper Landing. We wanted to find a place to eat for dinner. Uh, so we found Rod and Real. Really, I think one of the main reasons was because it was one of the only places that was open still because <laughs> uh, other places had closed. And so we got there and uh, it's connected to uh, sort of a hotel. Uh, it's bigger than a hotel, though. There's like multiple buildings and more of like a mini resort, I guess. Um, so Rod and Reel is kind of the main restaurant there. Um, they had some like live music going on in the room next door. And uh, yeah, what I remember about it was, uh, I mean, the view was great. Like just there's a sort of a deck that you can walk out on just outside the restaurant. So got a great view. Um, but also, I think we we ordered quite a bit there, and just like with the appetizers and the main course and the dessert and everything, like everything was just like kind of blew me away. Uh, had some, I think it was like a salmon chowder, um, and then it came with a really good cornbread. Yeah, we had a few different appetizers. I think there was like a I don't know if it was a crab dip or a salmon dip, and then 
we had some dessert that was pretty good. So, um, yeah, Cooper Landing, a small little area. The Airbnb that we got was pretty cool. Um, it was it was uh, very secluded. Um, they're actually only open during the summer because they have no running water um, other than a tank and it freezes in the winter. So, yeah, that was our experience in Cooper Landing. Um, in Seward, we didn't try too much of the food. We went to a little Mexican restaurant that was actually pretty decent. Um, and then after that, we drove up to Denali. Uh, Denali is a large national park. Um, it's also the name of a mountain that's um, the tallest mountain in North America. And there's a lot of tourism in Denali, so there's a lot of good food around the area. Uh, so what do you remember about the restaurants around Denali? And uh, was there anything that stood out to you there? Yeah, yeah, we arrived at like 12 midnight and I think we went to Prospect Pizza. Sat down, first things first, order my beer, second things, and then order the pizza. And the pizzas were just, yeah, mind-blowing. It was full of flavor, boldness. It paired really well with the beers that I I ordered. I think, Andrew, you ordered some of the uh, more of the lighter side of the pizza, some vegetable pizzas, and they were definitely very... Uh, Mouthwatering as well. Um, what did you have uh, beer-wise? Do you remember? Um, yeah, I, I don't remember exactly what I ordered for drinks. Prospect Pizza, that was also, I think, one of the highlights of the trip for me as well. And I think, you know, part of it is like um, your memory of, of a restaurant is sort of depends on what mood you're in and, and uh, you know, your experience there. So like we had spent all day driving. We were like very hungry. Uh, we had just gotten checked into our our little cabin, and you know, I, I one thing I don't like about um, restaurants is like when you get there and you have to wait and you have to like wait for a table to open and it's too busy. And but because we got there in the later hours, it was like kind of empty and we could just like sit down right away and get our food right away. So yeah, I think the whole experience was like um, pretty smooth and. Uh, yeah, the pizza was great, and it, it was it was also kind of reminded me a little bit of 49th State Brewing with the atmosphere, just kind of uh, big open space. I th- maybe you know a lot of places in Alaska are kind of like that because um, you know it's not not a compact city like we're used to in San Francisco, but yeah, just a big open space and sort of woodwork around and everything. Um, <clears throat> so Prospect Pizza was great. I know another place we went to was called uh, Musakaz. What um, do you remember about that place? Musaka's, it was my first experience at a Serbian restaurant. I had no idea what I was walking into. The atmosphere was very Serbian, I would say, but I have no experience in Serbia, so I don't know. Uh, I know what I'm talking about, but uh, when we walked in, we were greeted by um, two women who were just makeup outfits everything the whole nine everything looked really nice and then the atmosphere was really nice tables were set really nicely um it was um a little bit dimmer a little bit more romantic but also still family friendly um my my babies were two months and 13 months and we were welcomed and seated um promptly as we were rove at i think 5 p.m uh, the rush, the, some of the food we got, a whole variety, because it's our first time there. The, the, our waitress um, introduced us to all the popular dishes, things that we should try, and we tried everything uh, that she recommended. Yeah, it it was great. I I was impressed with it. Um, we were looking at 
restaurants around Denali to go to. And I think we had commented that our experience in Alaska, the food options were very, um, I would say more of like what you would find in smaller town America where you had like burgers and pizza and sort of that type of um, cuisine in most places. You, you find that a lot, but not as much of the diversity of options that you might find in a bigger city like San Francisco. And so to find a Serbian restaurant in Denali was a little bit surprising because uh, again, it was, you know, we went to Prospect Pizza, we went to like Black Bear Diner where you have your typical eggs and bacon and toast type of breakfast. Um, so, you know, we weren't really sure what to expect going to like a Serbian restaurant in Alaska, but um, yeah, it was, it was very impressive. Uh, you know, one thing that was kind of interesting about the name Moussakaz, it, it was very kind of uh, confusing, like, like, I think we heard that name and we were like, what, what kind of food is this? Like, what, what, where does that name come from? So on the menu, one of the top options that they have is moussaka. And so that's kind of where the name comes from. Uh, but they, the way they spell it, it's moose and then dash AKA apostrophe S. So moussakas. And the AKA is spelled with capital A, capital K. So it's like short for Alaska, for the state of Alaska. And then the moose, uh, because there's, you know, a lot of moose around the state and you're near the national park where you can go and, and see moose. Um, so I would say it's a very clever name. Uh, you know, I, I commend them for, for a good effort, but it's, uh, I think it's quite confusing. <laughs> I think uh, most people hear that name. They're like, what, what is that? But Denali was great. I think that was, that was sort of like a great uh, sort of right in the middle of our trip starting in Anchorage. Denali was kind of in the middle of the trip before coming back to Anchorage. Um, so we had a great time there and the food was was pretty impressive as well. And then after after our stay in Denali, we came back to uh, Anchorage and had a couple more days. Um, so one of the highlights of our trip was um, going to this ice glacier and we were able to find a nice um, brewery on the way uh, back from the glacier. But um, I know it's not food related, but it was pretty unique. Is there anything you remember about the ice glacier and, and that experience that um, stood out? Yeah, we went to Matanuska uh, Glacier and it was so mind blowing. I think what was really cool too is when ice, uh, when it is very densely packed and uh, when there's no air in it, it's actually black. I was just blown away by that fact and seeing it in action when uh, our tour guide used an ice pick to chuck away some of the ice as soon as some of the ice the black ice that we saw uh, hit that ice pick it it turned white it was just a beautiful thing to see um, and from a distance that glacier looked small but as we approached it walking about two three miles in it was huge and it was beautiful. It was magnificent and definitely something worth seeing if you were ever in Alaska. Yeah, I think we got talking to the uh, tour guide. He was he was very nice and uh, did a great job with the tour. And so we asked him, you know, what recommendation does he have for somewhere to eat after we finished um, hiking through the glacier? Um, so it was kind of, you know, pretty far away from Anchorage and there wasn't a lot um, really in the area. Uh, but the closest town, uh, you know, that had like a variety of restaurants was called Palmer. So we stopped in Palmer, 
um, on the way back to Anchorage is about halfway, um, maybe an hour, hour, 15 minutes. And uh, so, yeah, that's where we found a place called Montanuska uh, Brewing. And I think similar to 49th State Brewing, it's it's a place that has uh, multiple locations in Alaska. So it's, you know, a place that's that's done well and been able to expand uh, so what do you remember about Matanuska in terms of, uh, you know, what we ordered and what the uh, atmosphere was like there? Well, this was a, definitely a industrial kind of feel. Like definitely when you're walking in, it feels like a brewery. It doesn't feel like Foreign Land State Brewing where there's a ton of wood, uh, very nice architectural design. It's back down to the basics. And when you're walking in, there's you see an open kitchen and what they make out there is this brewer's salad. It was absolutely amazing what they put in. It was well-balanced. It has a crunch. It's the soft textures. It has the aromatics. Uh, it had the cream. And it was very, very well-dressed and uh, very balanced. It wasn't overdressed. It wasn't underdressed. It was just perfect. Uh, I had it with a blueberry bear, uh, which is also very good. Um, it's definitely something worth getting in Matanuska Brewing as well. Yeah, I think Matanuska was one of those places that I didn't really have super high expectations for because, you know, it's kind of in the smaller town of Palmer. Um, you know, just we were it's more so just a place that we were eating as we were, you know, a place to stop along our, our drive. Uh, so it wasn't really something that we had researched ahead of time and, and heard good things about, just a recommendation from the tour guide. But... Um, yeah, even though the menu is kind of simple, like I ordered uh, just a turkey club that I think had um, maybe chips or fries on the side. It just, yeah, it, was, it hit the spot. It was exactly what we needed. Um, after spending a couple hours out on an ice glacier hiking around, um, and I would say, you know, that, that ice glacier was, was probably, you know, one of the most exciting things that we did on the trip. It really um, stood out as like a unique experience, something that I've never done before and and uh, something that was really fun. So yeah, I was really glad that we were able to get that in, in in the trip as well. So, you know, just to kind of uh, wrap things up, we, we kind of went through the different areas in Alaska that we that we stopped in. Um, Anchorage was a main one, Denali was a main one, and then a couple other small towns like Cooper Landing and Palmer. So, you know, to kind of wrap things up, we wanted to talk about just food that's unique in Alaska, like uh, things that you should keep an eye out for, um, things that Alaska is kind of known for. So we mentioned some of the things like spruce tips you'll find in a lot of places that was in the gin, that was in some of the beers. Um, that's a flavor that you'll find. Fireweed is another one that was in the ice cream that they had at Wild Scoops was the fireweed ice cream. Um, another popular thing, um, that's locally grown as berries. Um, I think that's a flavor that you find in a lot of places. Uh, also at Wild Scoops, they had a berry flavor. Uh, so James, what do you remember about the berries in Alaska? I know we had one experience in, uh, we went to the botanical garden where we were able to uh, kind of try some of the berries. Yeah, I thought it was really cool that when I, when I picked up one of these berries with the permission of the people working there, of course, um, I picked up this grape-looking berry, and what it was actually called, it was called a watermelon berry. I popped it in my mouth, it chewed like a grape, but flavored like a watermelon. I was just blown away that a grape-looking thing 
was tasting like, like watermelon. It was so confusing, but at the same time, so good. So I had a few more. And also in, in the botanical garden, um, it, it was a cool area in Anchorage. Um, we spent a little bit of time there. We were able to try some of the berries that also, uh, the people there were just very friendly. And I think that's a common thing throughout Alaska, throughout our experience there. Uh, people are very easy to talk to. Um, like we met people when we were out hiking, we met, you know, people at the restaurants we would go to, uh, in the botanical garden, just, um, really eager to answer questions and, uh, have a small talk and everything. So one of the guys there at the botanical garden was showing us, you know, these are berries that are edible. These ones are not, you know, he would tell us like what they flavor, what the flavors were, what the type of berry was. And then we also kind of stumbled upon this little part in the garden that grows like herbs, like they would have, um, mint and thyme and different things like that. And there were some, um, nice people who were working there who would tell us like which ones we should, uh, smell and, and things like that. Was there anything about that, James, about going through that part of the, uh, garden that stood out? Wow. I was really blown away by this different, different mints, different sages that are out there. There's sweet mint, there's pineapple mint, there's, gosh, I can't name them all, but there were like 10 different mints that, that are out there. Oh yes. There's peppermint, there's spearmint. I didn't know that like mint had so much variety and really inspired me to learn more about uh, different herbs and spices so that it can really enhance my my uh, passion in cooking. Yeah, it was it was great. I you know, that's something that I think would would be nice one day to be able to have like all those types of um, herbs and, and things like growing in your backyard to be able to use when you cook like I think. Uh, it's hard to do at the moment with me living in an apartment, but maybe one day if I if I have more space, it would be great to to grow some of that stuff and just be able to access it anytime. Um, and so, yeah, other things in Alaska, we mentioned yak uh, when we were at Fortnite State Brewing. We had the yak burger. Uh, you'll see reindeer around. Um, there is like reindeer sausage that you can buy at just like your local supermarket and, and stuff. Although I think the the ones that you get at the supermarket, I think they're mixed. Um, so they have some reindeer meat and other meat as well in it. Um, but that's something that you'll find. Uh, we also saw some different jerkies. Um, and that was also when we were coming back from the uh, ice glacier. Um, we stopped along the side of the road and somebody was selling jerkies. Um, what do you remember about that, James? Was there any um, jerkies that you purchased uh, when we were driving back? Oh, I, I really enjoyed the uh, red pepper venison, black pepper elk. I don't remember all of them, but they also had uh, deer. But there were tons of flavor. So um, definitely stop by some of those uh, off-road uh, jerky shops and little vendors. So that just help out their, the local business, businesses there. Yeah, that that was, uh, you know, just a good variety. A lot of different um, types of meat that you wouldn't be able to find. And another thing that is very popular, and we mentioned it a few times, um, is salmon. Um, so that's uh, just, you'll find it everywhere. Um, a lot of people go to Alaska specifically to fish, and they'll catch a bunch of salmon, and you can actually ship it back with you on the airplane. There's like special boxes that keep it cold and, and, uh, you can take on the airplane. Uh, we didn't have a chance to do any fishing on this trip. Um, but we did try a lot of salmon. I think I mentioned I had like a salmon chowder. Um, 
and we cooked some salmon at home. There was you can find salmon burgers, halibut burgers. Um, we saw salmon tacos at different places. So, uh, what stands out to you about the salmon in Alaska, James? And I know you know a couple times you kind of uh, took the lead on on cooking salmon for us as a group. So, um, you know how how did you prepare it the times that you cooked it as well? Well, a little bit of background first is like. At every restaurant that we've tried their salmon, it has been very disappointing because they, they, they cook it to death. It's like well done plus and ends up drying out the, the meat itself. There's tastes like leather, there's no juices, um, and it's like, what a waste. What am I ordering this for at a restaurant? So I did uh, pick up some salmon from uh, one of the local supermarkets. And it was a wild-caught sockeye salmon. It was red. It was beautiful. You see all the lines where all the um, the meat separates from another piece of meat. And when there's fat and fat in, in, in between, um, we uh, seasoned it with just simple olive oil, salt and pepper, hot sear it on both sides and until the, the skin side is crispy. Glazed it with a garlic and dill uh, sauce. And served it over a bed of uh, of lettuce. I cooked it uh, rare. Just make sure that it's not overcooked because you can always reheat it some more if it's not. Uh, but none of us needed to uh, reheat it because it was just perfect. It was juicy. It was flavorful, and it's probably one of the best salmon um, meals we've had in Alaska. Yeah, it was really great. I mean, we we did a lot of eating out when we were traveling around Alaska. And so we had this nice Airbnb, um, the last couple of days in Anchorage and, you know, a big kitchen. And so we kind of decided like, Hey, let's just do some cooking at home. And, um, yeah, the salmon that you made was so good. And, you know, we served it with some mixed greens and some toast on the side. And that was like great, uh, you know, made for a great meal. Um, so yeah, that, that was, that was really fun. Um, and we had a great view of the city of Anchorage. We were kind of up on, uh, sort of a small mountain on the edge of the city and were able to uh, get a great view. So yeah, if I ever went back to Alaska, I think, you know, trying out, um, doing some fishing and, and trying to get some salmon to bring back would, would definitely be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think, you know, as, as we start to wrap things up, uh, James, like if you knew somebody who was traveling to Alaska, um, what would how would you kind of sum it up in terms of like, what do they have to try um, you know, what are your top recommendations? Um, I know we covered a lot of things and I'm sure, you know, those things are on your list. Uh, so, you know, what kind of stands out to you the most as being things that somebody traveling there has to, uh, check out or, or try. Well, when you're traveling to Alaska, you definitely have to be flexible because the weather could just change and you just don't know how it's going to turn out. So definitely be flexible, be ready to go hiking or not. Be ready to uh, do uh, a walk through the botanical gardens or not. Um, always have a plan B as you're getting around. But uh, when I go back to Alaska ever again, I'll definitely be going to 49 State uh, Brewery just to have the Yak Burger again on that pretzel bun. Definitely uh, something I highly recommend. Um, try all these different salmons. There's coho, there's king. There's sockeye. Try all of them and, and cook them all in different ways to figure out what kind of salmon person are you. So you can be yourself an Alaskan salmon snob. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that that uh, 
you know, those are recommendations that you have to try out. Um, 49th St. Brewing, I think that's, um, you know, a very easy one. Usually when you're going to Alaska, I think Anchorage is one of the main airports. So you'll be spending some time in Anchorage. Um, you know, 49th State Brewing is great. Definitely check out Wild Scoops. Um, and like James said, you know, you got to get the salmon if you can cook it yourself um, or if you can try it at a restaurant, but hopefully they, you know, are preparing it um, in a way that, that you'll enjoy. And so, yeah, that's kind of kind of an overview of our trip, um, you know, especially on, on the food side of things. I think James and I are both, um, you know, we, we really enjoy eating good food and like to find like where are the good places to check out. So um, we put put some time into uh, trying to figure out where were good places that we had to check out. And, and I think we were happy with uh, the experience in Alaska. So, yeah, James, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. And um, it was fun to go back. Um, I guess we were in Alaska maybe two months ago. So, you know, it hasn't been too long, but it's it's been been a few uh, weeks now. So it's fun to look back on the memories. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Andrew. And uh, looking forward to traveling some more with you. And thank you listeners for tuning in to another episode and we'll see you next time. <laughs>